0: Welcome to Locals Only Cantina.
1: Mixing it up with Brandon and Cherie. What's up you guys? Welcome back to Locals Only.
0: What's up, what's up?
1: So Brandon sent me something actually a little while back and I've been wanting to talk about it and we just haven't really thought about bringing it into our conversation yet but I think it's an important one. We've kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, but we'll share the link to the video that um he sent me. But um, who was it talking about exactly? Like, what he is this
0: Esther per for Perel.
1: So, she, um. She's being interviewed by she,
0: somebody else that I don't yeah. remember his name.
1: Yeah. So, and what does she do? if She's like she's a, a
0: sex therapist.
1: Okay, so he sent it's me this, and it was. She's
0: c- kind of an in internet fame fame, 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 famous too. She does. She's got a bunch of stuff on YouTube content. She wrote um, a couple books, um, Mating in Captivity, which I read, which is awesome. Um, A couple others that I don't don't remember, nor have I read. But, yeah. Okay. Well, he picked up
1: his drink, so I'm going to pick it up and cheers. Well, I'm thirsty. Cheers. Cheers. We have some uh, Pacifico today.
0: Yeah. Anyways, all right. So, what were you thinking?
1: (laughs) So, in the video, she's talking about they're talking about cheating and infidelity and and why people turn to that instead of turning to their spouse, and so we've had many friends that have gone through this, and I think, like, this can happen to anyone, and I don't think that people realize that. I think people think, oh, as long as I do A, B, and C, I'm going to be safe in my relationship, but... I really liked how she talked in her interview about it not being always a symptom of something wrong in your marriage. Sometimes it can be for other reasons, and I don't think that people really actually well, think about those reasons.
0: Well, we'll talk about it, but when she goes on and talks about what the, the symptom, symptoms are, they are something wrong. They are things that we we neglect, right? Yeah. But not necessarily because there's abuse or because a person's yeah. awful or because of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, she's kind of talking about how these... I'm touching her touching mics too much. She kind of talks about how she has people come in and talk to her and they don't necessarily not love their spouse anymore. They just have other types of symptoms that happen to where they get they go down that road, I guess. So... Anyway, so, you want me to start going on? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so...
0: (laughs) You you thunk this one up. Yeah? Yeah.
1: So, I think I'm trying to remember some of the stuff that she talked about, but a lot of times when... I don't know, you got something to say?
0: Well, she was talking about how she used to think that infidelity was because you were married to somebody that was awful because there was serious neglect because there was abuse because there was x y or z these things that were were really easy to point out that were were wrong then she had all these people come in saying i love my spouse but i'm having an affair still and then she her mind was sort of opened up to these different realities
1: yeah and I think, like, for me, um, kind of what she was talking about is a lot of times when these couples would come in and one of them would say, you know, I'm not getting this from home. I'm not feeling this desire anymore. I'm not – they they kind of reflect on what their partner is lacking and not exactly what they – how they show up for their partner. And I thought that was kind of what was intriguing to me in what she was saying. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, like, when you're – And Brandon and I both do this, and it's something that, like, you just have to realize that you're doing and get yourself out of it, I think. But I think a lot of times it's easier to blame certain things on your partner and say, okay, they're not giving me this. It's easier to see what the other person is lacking and giving you than it is to actually recognize that in yourself and make the changes in yourself. And that's kind of down the roads of like, what I liked about what she was talking about. Um, one of the things that she was discussing was you know how sometimes when you're married for a long time it gets to you get to a point where things feel a little bit more stagnant where you feel like okay well it's just the mundane we're gonna go to work come home watch tv go to bed wake up go to work you know and it's just this routine thing and instead of actually dating each other kind of like what we talk a lot about like that interaction between you as a couple stops being fun it stops being something that you actually desire and want to come home to and you may necessarily not not love your spouse but sometimes if you're not getting it there you might look for it in other places and so I was kind of in going down that road does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> you don't have anything to say about it?
0: <laughs> I don't know I mean I, I was just thinking I had a conversation actually with a friend of mine that um, was recently divorced this last year and kind of along these topics conversation came up where he's like, honestly, like I just have never known like in the last decade of my life, never known what it's like to just be with somebody just that just thinks I'm cool. You know, like guys are really simple. Like, sort i i hate to be the guy to compare us to dogs right because that's silly but what do we love about dogs right we love that when we come home no matter what they're excited to see you right you get into a a relationship though and you're together for any amount of time that at first when you're newlyweds and everything that excitement's there you're excited to see your spouse come home all this stuff and then eventually that dies you walk in the door hey hey you go throughout your day and things are just n- n- normal. Guys never fu- fucking lose the drive to to be with somebody that just thinks they're rad. Thinks they're cool. Thinks they're neat, thinks they're funny. Is excited to see them. But all too often you get comfortable and you forget to give the simple things to the people that you supposedly love, right? You know? And uh, this friend of mine was married to somebody who was somewhat awful right from the start. That was that was a choice he made to ignore a bunch of red flags. But that's a topic for a whole another day. But seriously, like, but that's exactly what she was saying though. Like, where where he was just like, I just want to be with somebody that's cool, right? You can be married to somebody and love them, but they ignore that part, right? They're not excited to see you. They don't think they're that you're that cool. They don't. Tr- treat you like you want to be treated they're not necessarily an asshole they're not mean but then you might find somebody at work that just thinks you're fucking cool and just the fact that they think you're cool is going to attach you to them right you don't get that feeling at home so you get that from this person at work
1: yeah, you're automatically and drawn to somebody who, puts it, who gives it yeah, interest to you. It's a what, feeling. Yeah.
0: It's that feeling you get when you're young and you date and this and that, and then that goes away. And then you've been married 5, 10, 15 years, and somebody makes you feel like that again. You might still love your spouse, but you really like being... You like, The feeling that you get from that person. It could be as simple as just like neglecting to make somebody feel wanted. Make them feel like they're cool. Like you still like them like you used to, you know. Um,
1: And that happens on both sides. It's not just the man coming home from work and needing that attention. It's, It's both sides of that. And it might look a little bit different for each. And... That was something that even in our marriage, you came up and said, hey, I really need this. And I actually really appreciated that because I didn't realize it was something that you needed.
0: I was like, I'm fucking rad. Why don't you well, Why don't you treat me like I'm rad? This <laughs> is a like, bullshit right when now. When I
1: come in the door, you better tell me how awesome I am.
0: <laughs> the dogs think I'm cool. Jesus Christ. No, we didn't have it. Didn't Every like, time we no like
1: walked that. in the door, I was like, everything is awesome. I would sing the Lego movie song yeah. <laughs> yeah it changed our whole world then all of a sudden everything was awesome after yeah, that
0: <laughs> it didn't quite go like that in fact i don't even remember that discussion to be honest so
1: it was actually remind me it was actually when after you gave me that book on tape for the how to properly feed and yeah, care the for your husband care and
0: feeding of husbands yeah
1: and And that was one of those times where I was, like, so pissed off that you gave me this book. But I decided to give it a try anyways, and I listened to it. And one of the things they talked about in it was just the fact that men like to have that feeling right when they walk in the door. Because they've been at work all day, and they just, like, want to be appreciated and feel that appreciation from their partner. And weirdly enough, it's, like, a simple act, right? But sometimes, like, when you might get out of the... Way or you get out of just doing those special things for each other. Sometimes those things that can be so simple seem like a lot harder to add back into your relationship, and it's just because you let them go away, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that like we do, and I don't think like we were good at it at all, but mostly Brandon's the better one out of it uh, because he wakes up later than me, but he comes into my office in the morning and. Um, before he goes to the gym we give each other a kiss you know and when he comes home like we try to make sure that we give each other a hug and a kiss when you come home and and I think that does make a huge difference just that little thing you know and sometimes we don't think it's that much of a needed thing but I don't know I think it starts our day out and kind of ends it with us coming together and I think it's super important yep and with Brandon he's always like and sometimes you can make it a little fun because sometimes it's just, like, that mundane, okay, give me a kiss before you go or whatever. But maybe, I mean, like, this morning Brandon grabbed me and he, like, made me make out <laughs> for a little bit, right? And so make it a little fun. Make it a little bit more desirable. Like, Brandon's really good at that kind of stuff. And and it really, like, sometimes when I have a lot of work going on and I'm just feeling crazy from all the stress from work, sometimes like even though I'm like oh I don't have time to make out with you right now sometimes it's just like that little thing that him insisting that we have a little longer lingered kiss that it actually kind of makes my day a little different and adds that little extra you know
0: this morning he tried to stop me after a few seconds <laughs> and I wasn't I would never it. do that I wasn't <laughs> having it I made her make out with me some more. And then I said, okay, now I'm done. <laughs> I get to say when we're done. Not you. What is like it's those little teasing things. Though, right? for, yeah. for all of you ladies out there. Like, <laughs> oh, that chauvinistic asshole. You know, calm, cool down, cool, cool your jets. No, it's, it's, it's something that,
1: like, I needed, right? Like, because I just, like, cameras. get up. get up we had to we had to plug it in and so it's all it keeps going too quick yeah.
0: <laughs> you say what it's something you needed what no
1: but sometimes like because i am in a stressful mode like he knows like there are certain days where i'm like it has to be a fast kiss or else i might there's
0: days i'm not even <laughs> fucking going to go in that room
1: but like some of those days like i just need it it breaks up the way that our week goes and just that mundane feeling you know when when Brandon comes home and I can go over and give him a big kiss and a hug or jump into his arms, one of my most favorite things in this world is when I have an opportunity and I kind of get my stance ready so he knows what's going to happen, but I'll run and I'll jump into his arms and that's, like, one of my most favorite things is, I don't know, kind of makes me feel like the woman in the relationship and feeling like the feel-goods of having this big, strong man and it's just kind of, like... These little things that that's kind of like my little way of flirting here and there. But I think that's kind of like what she talks a lot about in that interview is just the fact that sometimes when you come home and your partner's not responding or not giving to you in the way that you need, you may not fall out of love with them, but you're going to go to another place like work or wherever you have to go. And there might be somebody who gives you that type of um, attention that you might be missing out at home and she kind of talks about like how to get around that and how to make it better and and I think it's so easy in these relationships to just be able to say you know this is just how marriage is this is just the way it is like because a lot of us watch our parents and our parents have gone through a lot of those same things but as we've seen some of our parents should have been divorced some of our parents, or divorced, you know, like who are we really looking up to? Who are we really like shadowing our relationship after? Know what I'm saying?
0: I do know what you're saying.
1: Have <laughs> anything to say about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes you can learn, and I learned, um, I learned probably, I learned a lot about how I don't want to have my relationship be by my mom and dad's relationship. There were some good things I pulled too, but then there were some things I'm just gonna live completely differently because I don't ever wanna experience that, you know? So just because you grew up with a somewhat rough environment or not the best examples as far as um, husband and wife go, you can learn from that still and you can just choose to not be like that, right? But, um,
1: but sometimes we even watch our parents and it's not like they have a bad relationship and it's not like we look at them and say, I'll never do that. Sometimes, uh, in our homes, it might just be like the duty of being in a relationship of being like the mom and dad. And you miss out on seeing that romantic part that your parents have that maybe they don't show to you, or maybe they just don't have that romance in their relationship yeah. And I think that's where, like, like what we like to talk about is be- basically, like, taking it to the next level and not having it be mundane. a boring, mundane relationship. Because
0: who wants to do that? That's stupid. Who yeah. wants to be mundane?
1: And I think that's where what she's talking about comes into play, right? Because yeah. when you get bored in your relationship, there may not be any issues, right? Maybe you don't fight. Maybe you get along really well, but you're just missing... A little bit of that attraction, that feeling of being like wanted. I think that feeling of being wanted is a huge deal yeah. in a relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, this discussion could go lots of d- different ways. I mean, the feeling of being wanted, but you have to be wantable also. Yeah, that was like what <laughs> I mean, she goes into, right? Like <laughs> right? she talks be.
1: about how like the guy she's talking to this one guy and he's like oh my well my wife doesn't give me this attention she doesn't do this for me she doesn't do that and that and she's like well what do you do for her that's what i'm saying is like we talk about like we always can see what we are lacking from the other person but how many of us actually like kind of take a step back and realize what am i contributing to my spouse what am i giving you know yeah And I think that's the hardest part in a relationship when you are lacking that and when it is mundane is you're just so thinking, you're in your own head about it and you're like, oh, well, he doesn't give me a kiss before he goes to work. Or instead of just being like, I'm going to go give him a kiss before he goes to work. You know, like you can, we can always want these things from our relationship, but what happens if you decide to take that step and do it yourself? Yeah. Can you change that in your relationship?
0: Yeah. I'm talking about something slightly different than that, though. More just kind of vain and physical type things, right? Like, got to be wantable. You want her to be excited excited to walk in the when you walk in the door. You want her to be attracted to you, vice versa. Um, she wants you to be attracted, or she wants the man to be attracted to her too, right? Like, what are we doing to take care of ourselves? How do we dress? Like, does. The woman dressed really nice and cute when she goes out for the day, but then comes home and puts on the baggy sweatpants and the fucking like bunny flipper or (laughs) slippers and a big old sweatshirt. (laughs) Sometimes, right? but like what when are you she, trying to say baby huh? she used to work for like a local <laughs> news studio and she would dress super sexy for work and i loved it then i'd get home and she'd be fucking like changed before i got home into like her pjs and i'm like oh so everybody dur- dur- during the day gets to see you look like that and then i get to come home to this right yeah then we had a discussion about that right but that's the thing right like and for guys too right like how do you dress How do you groom yourself? How do you take care of yourself? Were you in shape when you got married and you turned into like Mr. Dad Bod? Like these things matter. I know it's not PC and I know that like the world doesn't, or at least the United States, right? I think other cultures still get this. But from the most obese nation on earth, we have seemed to start thinking that that's not okay. But it's still true. We all have eyeballs, right? So what do we do to be wantable? Because that's all up to us up to me that's up to Shree, that's up to you that's up to all these people out there um, what do you do to be wantable do you take care of yourself do you make sure that you're dressed well when your spouse comes home still right Do you not look like a slob do you shower do you clean do you have like your hair tight right tip for your you guys out there if you're thinning on top just fucking shave that shit <laughs> don't save the scraps it just makes you look like an old man right it does it does it's awful Save it. If you're thinning on top, fucking just do without, right? And
1: it's gonna be weird for the first and little bit. I'm gonna bit, fix this again. But it'll be worth it because you're gonna look it's younger.
0: Kind of the other way now, but it will go back. <laughs> Anyways. Seriously, like, what did we do to be wantable? Okay, you want them to want you, but it has to be g- genuine. Yeah. So I'm talking to my br- brothers out there because you're the ones that that, that that I understand, but it applies to both.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and I didn't realize, here's the thing, and this is why it's important to have communication in your relationship and be willing to be okay to have these conversations because sometimes if you leave it open to where your spouse comes to you and says, I need this, I want this, and you don't leave kind of a space safe for him to tell you those things and the next time that space he... Safe.
0: Did I say it wrong? Space. Space Space.
1: safe. Safe space. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. So if you don't like create an environment where they can actually say those things to you and be accepting of those things. And I think that's a huge deal because when you get into a relationship, a lot of times it's easy to put up your guard and say, hey, I'm not going to listen to what my spouse has to say because this offends me. Of course, it's going to be offensive because it's about you. You just have to realize it's going to be offensive and you just have to let down your guard and you have to say, okay, my partner's coming to me with this. This must be something that they are really needing to have a conversation about. And if I shut him down right away and tell him, like when he would talk to me about me changing my clothes right after you got home, right after I got home from work, like I could have been like, well, screw you. I want to be comfortable when I get home. And, right. I, des- and I deserve to be comfortable when I, I wanna, get home. And right? I <laughs> want to be able to
0: see my spouse like everybody else gets to see you all day uh, long. And like I come home and get the scraps, right? I know that sounds bad, but you understand what I mean, right? Yeah. Like that's that's. I mean, yeah, and it's I, a thing. It's real. Like it may not be nice, but it's real.
1: And it's more on the fact that like it just sounds offensive. It's not really offensive when you really take it down to like the root of it. And would you have wanting- done that
0: shit before before you got married? When you were trying to attract a person. Fuck no, right? Yeah. Do that stuff that you did back then, but just keep on doing the stuff.
1: Yeah. And we've kind of talked about this in like other ones where we talked about keep dating, right? And keep that interest alive. And that's along the same lines of what we're talking about. You know, like when I would come home and I would throw the sweats on because... Like it was just comfortable, and I kind of was a little bit of a tomboy growing up, so I didn't have the cute PJs all the time, right? Like I'd come home, I'd put like boy sweats on, you know, and and I would go like dressed to the nines to work, and I could totally see where he was coming from because I had to dress really nice for my. Now
0: she works for a fitness apparel company. She's got yoga pants coming out the fucking w- w- windows of the house so she can wear her sweats now it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but- <laughs> He, but, he likes uh, my sweats. But, but the the, I just had to upgrade but, my sweats but the ba- to be sexier. Back with the holes that, like, you see the people at Walmart in at, like, midnight. Yeah. Like, hey, not, hey. not hey. So, so much. It's not good. It's bad. It's bad I, at Walmart. It's really bad at home.
1: I'm not going to deny that. Like, actually, I remember there was one time when Brandon and I went to the gym. And and I always said this thing because I, I grew up around a lot of girls who played sports right so most of the girls i grew up around were like a little bit more tomboyish too right so like we actually would give each other shit about dressing cute for things right yeah. and so i like had this thing where i didn't want to go to the gym looking cute
0: yeah you were a little bit like rob robin on how how I <laughs> met your mother when they when they joined the gym i wasn't that bad you were that bad i was you were that bad <laughs> If you guys haven't seen How, That's a good episode. Okay. how I Met Your I already mother, know because I think about that every time but I see that episode. There, there's an episode where the whole crew, they join the gym and um, one, one of the girls, Rob, Robin, she was sort of raised as a boy. She was a tomboy. Now she's really pretty and she's a newscaster and everything like that. But then she goes to the gym and she goes to the gym like she did when she was younger. And all her friends will walk in there like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? You know, <laughs> hey, bro. Because he just looks like a, a man in her gross, like, no makeup, haired, awful, and just awful outfit and everything like that. And that was kind of what you did at first when we yeah. first started doing the gym thing.
1: No, I did. Because to me, like, growing up in that environment where I was around a lot of other girls who were tomboy also, Like, we teased each other when we would try to be cute at practice, right? Like, if we had cute clothes, we would make fun of each other because that's just the way it was. And that was always kind of what was ingrained in me when I went to work out. Like, I'm there to work out. I'm not there to talk to anybody. I'm not there to, like, socialize. I'm just there to get my workout in and go home. And I didn't... I didn't want to be made fun of at the gym for wearing something cute or doing my hair. You before Probably we got go, teased right?
0: by that dude that was your coach. I mean, what wasn't actually a dude?
1: What? <laughs> yeah.
0: You're you're a super no. super masculine female <laughs> volleyball coach? Was it or basketball?
1: Um, she was a little bit of both. <laughs> she was a little bit. Of both. <laughs> she was a little. That's bit true. Both. She played for for both sports. <laughs> Oh, this is, this is a Sorry. good thing.
0: Good thing we're not like making money on YouTube yet, or they would remove this shit. <laughs> that is not okay for today's <laughs> political. Uh, it's okay. I
1: didn't like her anyway, yeah, and I won't mention high. a name. But she <laughs> she kicked me off the basketball team for standing up for my girls on the team. So it's yeah. okay. But um. Anyways, no, kind of going down those lines, like we kind of went off on a tangent a there, bit. But, but it was fun. It was kind of a fun thing that we went through. Like I, it's weird. Like, you know what? Show up looking good no matter where you're yeah. going to go, especially like you, you are your own representation of yourself. Right. And if you go out in any way looking like my mom would always get mad at me if I would go to the store in like pajama bottoms, like back in my day, like we would wear pajama bottoms everywhere. Right.
0: In the 90s, that was Yeah,
1: in the 90s, like, we had, like, the flannel PJs and people would wear them around everywhere, right? And my mom just could not grasp that because she grew up in, like, the 60s where you were either hippie. She wasn't a hippie, so she was, like, really, like, like, even the stay-at-home moms made themselves up
0: before their man got home from work,
1: Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, so she came from that time, so it was just, like... It's kind of funny because that was kind of my rebellious way is to wear PG's to the store or whatever, you know. Yeah. My parents had it easy because I wasn't a very rebellious kid. I might be a little rebellious now, but not back then, right? Rebellious (laughs) against what? I don't know. I'm not rebellious.
0: Whose rules? Uh, There are no rules.
1: But going along, going back to like what we were talking about, one of the things that I thought was interesting that she spoke about was the fact that... Sometimes it's easier to be out and about and be charming and be exciting to other people when you have oh conversations with them. But when you come home to your spouse, sometimes it's just the usual, how's your day at work? How's the kids? who's are?
0: experienced this before? Their parents at home when you're a kid just screaming at everyone. Then all of a sudden the phone rings. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> and then you get off the phone and, <laughs> again right like that's that's like the at-home version of what we do during the day as adults right you go out uh, and everybody sees the best part of you uh, but you come home and that part part of you like you leave at the door right so these are the things right like just don't leave the best part of you at the door bring it home invite it inside Continue to be that Yeah, and she
1: talks about how like we're surprised that the people at our work or wherever we've gone, why they seem intrigued with us, why they want more of us, right? Well, when you come home and you're screaming at your kids and you're screaming at your spouse, who wants to be around that? nobody wants to be around that no so if you are showing up at work as this different person this charming entertaining exciting person and then you come home and you're a completely different person how can you expect that from your spouse if you're not even giving that either yeah. you both should be giving it but how do you like and even if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're like on the phone or hanging out with a friend or whatever and you're fun and exciting to be around and then your husband comes home and you're just like why didn't you do this why didn't you grab this on the way home you know and it's just like instead of like coming together and being that interesting entertaining charismatic person for each other sometimes it's easier to give that to someone else and that's kind of what she was talking about in it and I and I think that's an important one because I don't really think that many of us think about how we might do that. And it might just be subconsciously that we're doing it, and then we wonder why our spouse doesn't respond the same way as their friends at work. And I think that's a huge deal because, guess what? When you're in a relationship, you want to be intriguing to the other person. You still have to keep that excitement and that charisma up in your relationship. And you're going to give it to somebody. So find ways to give it to your spouse.
0: I've told multiple guy friends this. When you're single, dating, eventually every person gets sick of the game, right? Like, I can't wait to get married so I can, like, stop this game. I'll tell you what. Here's the deal. Sad truth. Here's how it goes. The game never fucking ends. If you don't play the game, you lose. And if you can't understand that you need to continue to game your spouse from now until the day that you're like 98 years old, you're going to lose that game because somebody else will be playing the game, right? If you're just, if you get married, you got guys out there, you get married, you go thin, you let the cul-de-sac develop on your head, and you got the dad bod, and you're just mister, you go to work, and you're grumpy when you come home, this and that. Your wife goes down, gets dinner, and she drives to the drive-thru at Wendy's. That fucking teller at the drive-thru <laughs> might just be that much smoother than you, and now you're in trouble, tro- tro- trouble, right? You gotta keep your game tight, okay? You want your life to be good from now until the day you die, make your life good from now until the day you die. And that starts with yourself, right? If you just seek excellence yourself, well then your partners you're not actively trying to game this person, but you're seeking excellence for yourself and they're going to respond to that, right? I'm not saying play games and be an asshole. I'm just saying you gotta keep being the guy that you were when you were trying to date, when you were trying to attract people, once you put the ring on your finger and all of a sudden you think, oh, I I can just do whatever now, I'm fine. You're gonna have to do that two or three times throughout your life, because she's gonna leave you, or he's gonna leave you, right? Like, if you're not, if you don't walk in the room any bar you go to, any restroom, or restroom,
1: <laughs> restaurant. It could happen you, in a restaurant. It could, right? <laughs> but, I've been in restrooms where I make lots of friends. And I don't know but why that happens. I'll tell you this,
0: right? <laughs> People that actually truly seek excellence in their life are very, very few and far between. So for you to differentiate yourself from the crowd doesn't take that much, right? If you truly seek excellence in your life, you're going to walk into any bar, any restaurant, any restroom... <laughs> Wherever you are, and you are going to be top ten percent in the room, and your spouse is probably not going to have their eyes wander. But if you are just the mundane, a- average person that thinks that oh, I am married, I can be comfortable, and I can let my shit go, and just not be that cool, their eyes are going to kind of wander. And that's-, that's just the nature of the the the, the beast. Yeah. that's just how things go
1: and that's sometimes when like people are like side blinded by things right because you just
0: blind <laughs>
1: I'm everything this is opposite Dave <laughs> this, we is, take, the, this is
0: the middle of the day we didn't even have shots before this this is we just take. a beer
1: this is why I need shots <laughs>
0: Blindsided.
1: <laughs> well, this is where, like, when you're blindsided, <laughs> there you go. And you don't think you don't realize what's going on, right? Because you're just living the mundane life that you bring to the table, right? And they probably are too. But guess what happens when both of you are playing that game? Because guess what, like Brandon said, it is still a game. And you just choose what kind of opponent you're going to be, right? Not opponent, maybe like what player you're going to be, right? Uh, Sure, I think
0: that's fair though, but okay.
1: But you can either be the player that's going to actively try to win or you can be the player that's just there for the fun of it or there because it's easy or, you know, it's just because you have to play the game, right? Yeah. Like, you need to actually take an active role in your relationship throughout your whole marriage. And people will probably be like, you know, that's why I got married. So I don't have to play that game anymore. But guess what, guys? Like, this game still keeps going no matter what. And you have to show up. You have to participate. And you're going to show up and participate. It's just going to either be for your spouse or it's going to be for someone else. Because you're going to need those feel-good somewhere and somehow And you may get it when you're going to get your hair cut by the cute girl that gets your hair, that cuts your hair, you know, and you may enjoy going to get your hair cut. But what if you had those same feel goods with your wife and vice versa? Like you guys got to put in the effort to make it so that they want you to come home from work. You know, you don't want your spouse to be like, oh, I don't want him to come home. You know, you don't want them to be excited when they're away. You want to be able to have that moment where... Like, you have that kiss when you walk through the door and that you can't wait for your date night every week, you know? And that's part of playing the game and just showing up, dressing up, having that charisma. Like, doesn't mean you can't be charismatic at work. I won't say that. But make sure that that same charisma is brought home, too. Yeah,
0: just don't leave that shit at the door.
1: Yeah. And... I don't know. I think that's what plays into the fun of your relationship. When you come together, it needs to still be fun. It still needs to be that dating experience, you know, instead of it just being like, oh, what do you want to do today?
0: I think that people, especially in today's weird feminism versus masculinity environment that we're in, people, like, for whatever reason, learn to, like, resent their spouse for, like, expecting things of them, right, you know? The wife's like, I'm going to put on my baggy sweatpants and baggy sweatshirt, and he expects me to look cute, so fuck him, right, you know? And vice versa, like, stop the games, right? Like, we've already had this discussion. We did this on another podcast. There's, There's no use to have this back and forth. There's no use to have this war between masculine and feminine. Just understand that you want your relationship to be good, so leave the war aside because the people that are, teaching you that shit, they don't want strong families. They don't want strong relationships. They're preaching hate, they're preaching division. So leave all that shit to the side. Guys, take care of yourself. Stay healthy, stay fit, groom yourselves. Don't be the belly out to here sitting on the couch, drinking beer, watching football, ignoring your wife and kids, okay? Do the things you need to do. Wives, look cute for him still. It's not like you're not giving up your feminist viewpoints in order to be attractive, right? Like, there's there's this weird war that's out there, and you need just to leave the war out there. Yeah. Don't let that shit into your house, because it will divide you, and that's what the war is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Women, you can look cute for your, your men. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, it's just, it's, guys it's just the game. Like, both show up. Both play the game. Both want that, because... If you're on the same page as a couple and you both want that for each other, then it's going to be easy. It's not going to be a hard thing. You're not going to be thinking, oh, I got to dress up and hate every every aspect of it. You got to like actually want to give that to your partner. And it gets fun when you give that to your partner and you see their reaction. It's so much fun, you guys. And a lot of people don't realize how much fun they can still have in their relationship just by doing those simple things.
0: And I'm not that guy too. That's always like against the women. Every single time I've had a guy come to me and say that you know my wife's not intimate with me, she's not wanting to be with me. I put it right back on him. If she's not having sex with you, is because she does not want to have sex with you. So why does she not want to have sex with you? What are you doing to groom yourself? Do you go to the gym? Are you fit? Do you do the things that will attract her, right? Like this is not like a male versus fit female thing. This is like each of us. And there might be women out there too, married to guys. I'll be real and people are gonna be pissed at me. And she's like thinking, oh, the guy won't have sex anymore. Well, did you gain 50 pounds? Do you still look like you did? Do you still dress cute? He might not be attracted. Like, it's a chance that your spouse just simply may not be attracted to you anymore. And all you got to do is look in the mirror and see, right? You know? Again, not nice but real, right?
1: Yeah. But I think, too, I mean, to go along with that, it's like all the different senses, right? Like, if you you have to really want to improve yourself for other people to be attracted to you and what I mean by other people like even your spouse like you have to want to better yourself if you look at your relationship and you're constantly saying oh he's not providing me with this he's not doing this he can't show up here he's not showing up there like sometimes some of those things that they're not showing up for have to do with the way that you are putting that vibe out or the way that you are taking care of yourself and you're not actually like bettering yourself. But when we each when we all can like better ourselves continually continually, then we actually have a desire to want to be around that person. And we've talked about this for, before where, like, you have to have interests. You have to become interesting because over time, we're going to know everything about each other pretty much, right? But when you can come home and still, like, have something fun to talk about or still enjoy just having a moment together, you know? Like, with Brandon and I, like, we make our kids go to bed at a certain time because we need to have us time. And we make sure that at the end of every day that we have us time. And if we didn't show up and keep kind of playing that game for each other, that us time wouldn't be enjoyable. <laughs> like if I were Livy comes home from work and I just like decided not to like even care, you know, if we go out on a date and I'm just like, I'm just going to wear this or whatever and I'm not, I don't dress up or anything like there's little things that you can do that won't take that much of an effort. And this is like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, huh, I could do something better there. (laughs) But I think like it's just an ongoing thing and think of different ways to spice up your relationship. Because if you were single and you guys were dating, what kind of things would you do to actually have the other person be interested in you? And that can't stop after you get married. Truth. (laughs) You like that? I just said it all right there. It was all there. Yep, that was it. (laughs) No, but, I mean, sometimes it gets hard, you guys, with kids and, like, everything that you're involved in because you're, I mean, we go through different cycles and each age brings different things that take up our time, different things that take us away from each other, and it's really important to be able to come together at the end of the day and be able to have those moments together. And, you know, like one of the things that I love about Brandon is that no matter how old we get, you always have a way of making me laugh every day. And that's one of the things that like sometimes I think we become very like stale in our conversations like sometimes when we're married couples like we become very stale and nothing is exciting about our conversations and I think it comes kind of naturally to you but like being able to have something to talk about be able to like spark those interests because he knows what makes me smile I know what makes him smile and like sometimes you just stop doing those things because it's easier to just get out of the habit of doing those things um like one of the things that Brandon does is like he, he always does this thing where he like warms up his hands and he goes to smack my ass and I'm just like running away from it, right? <laughs> but it's just their little way of like kind of weirdly flirting here and there and or like even like in a moment where Brandon will grab me and just start dancing in the middle of the night. Like not middle of the no, night. night. In the evening, not I'm the middle not <laughs> of the night.
0: Dead to sleep Get your ass up. Maybe Dance not in the time. middle of the
1: night. Dancing
0: time. I can't sleep.
1: But, and be willing to play with, play along with that, you know, like this whole marriage thing, eh, there has to be playing involved or else it just becomes boring and it's not fun anymore. So I think that's really important to be able to just be that charismatic person for the other person. And if it doesn't come naturally, figure out ways to fit that charismatic part into your conversations, into your language of your body language and stuff like that and and then it becomes a habit and it becomes easier um but yeah that's kind of what i have to say yeah
0: (laughs) all right we have our poor dogs locked up downstairs i can hear them like barking let me out let (laughs) let me out um
1: it's our children too they're not no i'm just kidding kids
0: (laughs) The kids are also locked up downstairs. <laughs> no, that's that's not true. They're at school. This is mid- middle of the day because we're we're moving actually. So this was like a weird day. We don't usually do this at this time, but um, no, for real, it's just the best way to make sure that everything stays good from now until the end of time is just to make sure everything stays good from now until the end of time. That means. Take care of yourself, be attractive, be wantable. You want your partner to want you, be wantable. Both sides, have fun, continue to game your spouse, do the things, go on date night. Um, there, are, there are just certain things that are just truths among people, right? Guys are guys. Guys, I mean, we are somewhat programmed to, to spread our seed, right? Like that's like what makes a human race go on. Um, but if you're giving that guy all that he needs, he's not going to look elsewhere. Women, if women are with the man that they believe is, their, is, is their, best, their best partner, their best opportunity, their best choice, they're fucking blind to all those other assholes out there. And so if you're... If you're the best, the best possible man that, that she could have, she like there's no concern. You don't even need need to be concerned. She's not going to. to Seems
1: like to, a really high standard to you look state it real. like that. No,
0: well, <laughs> not all people are created equal, right? And so I'm saying. So I mean, if you're, anyways, my p- point is this: seek excellence. Be the best p- person you can be. Not only for yourself, but and out during the day at work and stuff like that, but also at home. Be fun, engaging, don't let things get stale and dull. And you probably don't have to be concerned about that. Most of the time when affairs take place is because something has gone stale and dull. It does not always mean the person does not love you anymore. It just means they don't have something that they feel like they need. You know? So.
1: So be willing to have those conversations as a couple and say, and create a an environment that they can say those things and be willing to hear those things and reflect on if it's something that you can add better to your relationship or not. And just be try to fill those different things that we're talking about. Yeah. Fill the cup in each of those areas that you can. And the weird thing about it is, it kind of can come, become fun, a fun game to play, and it doesn't seem like work when you actually like continually like add to those cups.
0: But back to what you just said, like it seems like a really high standard to have to achieve, right? So what? What's wrong with having trying to achieve a high standard f- for yourself? At the end of the day, you're you're gonna like yourself more, anyways. You're going to like yourself more. They're going to like you more like and life will be more fun. So what? Who cares if it's high?
1: Also, what I'm saying is it may seem like too high of a standard or maybe too out of grasp for some people. But when you go down that track and you want to be that person, then it's just like what you're saying. Like you'll become a better version of yourself and in turn, those around you will respond differently to you.
0: And actually, it's not that high of a standard because we literally live in the most obese nation on the face of the earth, right? So if you just start to take care of yourself, you're already in the like top percentile. You don't have that much competition out there. Your, your concern can drop significantly. So I'm not saying you got to be magic mic boys. And I'm not saying saying girls have to be like su- super m- models. I'm just saying you need to care about yourself. Do the best you can for you. And your partner's going to see that and feel that and pick up on that and be stoked about that.
1: Yeah, don't purposely like sabotage your relationship. I used to have like I had this friend one time that she's like, "Oh, I don't want to shave my legs because that means my husband's going to try to have sex with me." And it's like oh. <laughs>
0: poor girl (laughs) jesus listen red flag number one if you don't want to have sex with your spouse that's a problem
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so have that conversation there's an issue
0: there yeah (laughs) ladies shave your legs
1: And for like women and if you're feeling that way like figure out what it is that you feel like you're lacking and have that conversation because your husband does Man, not want you to feel that way about that's
0: them. a whole nother <laughs> podcast right there if you don't want to have sex with your spouse you're actively trying to keep them away from you then i think that's a discussion for a whole n- another day
1: the crazy thing about that person is they loved their their spouse they love their kids they love their life she just didn't want to have to have and sex. She's right? going to
0: lose all that because he's yeah. going to have sex with someone else. Yeah, and probably end up being. And with that's someone what I else. mean.
1: That's what I was saying about like earlier being blindsided is because like she won't have any idea what she's doing wrong because uh, she doesn't realize that's a key and I, part of the relationship. We're already
0: here, women out there getting pissed about what, what I just said. It's not all about sex. Listen, sex is the only thing. That differentiates you guys from just friends. That's it. Well, I think so I think the the if you're crazy not having part is sex, you're just buddies and buddies are probably not gonna live together happily forever.
1: Yeah. That takes more effort when you're not having that as part of your relationship. Because all of a sudden like things get really annoying for you when you Yeah when you don't have that way of coming together. But, you know, it is different for men and women. Sex is different. And maybe we need to do, like, a podcast about, like, maybe we'll just talk about what women go through and just their way of thinking about sex and why it can become a negative thing for them instead of a positive thing for their relationship. Because that is one of the things that I hear a lot from different women that I talk to is just the fact that You know, they might not enjoy sex as much, you know, but I think.
0: Because their spouse is not wantable.
1: Yeah. So there's certain things and that's why I think maybe we need to do like a whole different podcast. I think we already
0: did that though. Yeah. If they were married to somebody (laughs) who they were attracted to, they would want to have sex with them.
1: I think it goes a little bit further than that.
0: A little bit here and there. But for the most part, generally that's the case in which I would speak to my brothers out there and be like, make yourself wantable. That's a you thing. You have to generate that desire from her.
1: Yeah, and go into like having that moment at night as being something that is exciting for the both of you instead of it being a job that you're doing. Like, actually, want and desire to have that moment together. And that all has to do with a lot of different things, but going along the lines of what you're talking about for sure.
0: Yeah, G- generally, it's that. Is if she doesn't want to have sex with you is because she doesn't want to have sex with you.
1: Yeah, what's that? that? Makes sense? What's it? The... I just said the same thing twice. But that makes <laughs> sense. Think about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I think that's good.
0: And that is up to to you. And there are girls out there that suffer from the same thing. I just talked to someone the other day who the husband told the wife, like I'm never gonna have sex with you again. Why? Because he's not attracted to her anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. He loves her. He loves the kids, loves the family, all that stuff, but he's not attracted. So they don't even sleep in the same same room, right? There's there's just plain fucking like laws of nature, right? And if your spouse doesn't want to be intimate with you, there's usually reasons why... Now there could be, there's the outliers of people that suffered traumatic experiences when they were younger and it messes with their head. We're not discussing those things. We're t- talking about generally across the board. If you're a dude out there and your wife's not into you, there's probably a reason why she's not into you. And that's something that you can figure out on your own. Vice versa, women, if you're married to a guy who's not into you, there's probably a reason that he's become not into you. And that's something that you can figure out and change works both sides
1: yeah and sometimes if you're feeling that from your partner be the one to step up and change things in your marriage you know like be willing to try those things because if you don't try to make change in your marriage then it'll just keep going down that road and you're going to end up becoming strangers in the same house yeah and and I think that's kind of sometimes the hard part when you are in a marriage is you just want the other one to show up, right? And we're constantly like, oh, they don't do this for me. They, I don't get this from them, you know, but sometimes it just takes an action from you to spark that coming back into your relationship because sometimes you can just let things go for too long that sometimes you need to be the one to get out of your comfort yeah. zone and say, Hey, even though they're not giving me this, I'm going to give this to them yeah. and put that effort in so that they were start responding and start giving back to your relationship as well.
0: Yep. All right. So summarize it. Summarize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, definitely it's kind of goes along the lines of what we speak to a lot in just keep dating your spouse, you know, like, If you don't keep dating your spouse, you're going to start being the person that they used to see you as for somebody else. And it's gonna be easy to have that fall off on somebody else if you don't put that effort into the spouse that you have. And take care of yourself. Make sure that you are on your game because the game never ends. The game is going to keep going. And you can have fun with the game as a couple. You guys, remember how fun it was? It kind of got exhausting as you were single. But there was a lot of fun that came along with that, too. And I think sometimes we forget that in a marriage, it can that game can kind of be more fun, actually even more fun than when you were dating because you don't have to worry about if they like you or not. You just, if you're on your game, then you can they just are, take it to the next level. They
0: already <laughs> like you, so just make them like you more, right? Like yeah. they said, yes, they're here. So be that irresistible person right. that
1: they can't stop getting enough of. And yeah. how long have we been married for?
0: Was it 18 or almost 18? Is it almost 19? Almost 19 Nineteen. Years. Almost 19 years. Yeah. yeah.
1: Next year will be our 20. So, you know.
0: We'll be 19 this year. Yep. November.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, you know, even after this long of marriage, like, we definitely have our trials. We definitely are not the perfect relationship. But crazy thing is is it's kind of funny because now sometimes when we get in arguments we're like remember we talked about in that podcast we need to take our own advice (laughs) so we're starting to take our own advice so yeah you know hopefully like we can be helpful for things that you guys are going through because there's a lot of similarities that we go through that other couples go through and that's what we're hoping to help with and after 19 years of marriage you know even though sometimes i'm like ah he's such an asshole sometimes or he's like she's such a brat right (laughs) like at least we like we realize that we enjoy this game that we play together and you know he's my prize and if i'm not going after that prize constantly then I'm some something has to replace that prize and so constantly go after the prize and the prize is having a better relationship together and a strong relationship to where your spouse isn't looking for that to be somewhere else so
0: yeah you know you always hear these things I can hear my son's car pulling up outside so that means we need to be done but you always hear these things like they're bad things Where like oh well he just wants a trophy wife fuck yeah I do and I have one and she's got a, she's got a tro- trophy, hu- husband too. So
1: yeah, do live that life, like own that <laughs> shit,
0: do that shit. Like
1: fuck yeah, of course you want that, right? Be proud when you yeah. walk into a room and like, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I love knowing that he puts the effort into our relationship yeah. and that I am his prize and he's my prize yeah. and we can have fun that way. So
0: anyways, we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to continue packing for our move next week so actually next time we record this we're going to be in a different house Hopefully. assuming all goes well <laughs> we've
1: been pushed out a couple weeks if you so. see
0: this shit in the background still next we'll time we'll be angry then, yeah we're going to be talking about how we might have off.
1: devil and horns next time
0: all right peace out guys bye love see you yeah
1: love you ya. bye